You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at Rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And there's a lot of conversation around how do we get the attention uh, of that Web3 community? How do we grow our NFT projects? Or maybe should we say, how do we promote all of the awesome things that we have going on? And I've been a part of some really cool Twitter spaces recently where we've been you know, kind of breaking down the difference between building a brand and marketing, or what is the difference between an influencer collaboration partnership and promotion. And I think in Web3, it even takes a whole other different angle because a lot of our typical advertising plays uh, aren't the same in this space, right? We, we aren't able to advertise. And let's face it, there's also been some massive changes uh, to advertising as a whole. We could credit Apple for completely ruining uh, the way that we, we target because of the, the limiting of uh, sharing of data across apps and some of the things that they've rolled out recently. So we're going to talk a little bit about, about promos, promotions. How do, we, how, do we, how do they factor into this space? What are the ways that we can do them right? What are some of the things that I see uh, doing well and some of the things that I think we all should avoid? Before we get there, we definitely get a uh, shout out to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. You're looking to level up on all things Web3, NFTs, Metaverse, crypt, Creator Coins, and more. Definitely check out the creator, uh, Crypto Business Conference. Uh, I'll tap into a little bit more about that at the end of the podcast. As we are inside 90 days, my friends, we are inside 90 days to the end. Uh, of season one, or should I just say, you know, the end of, of the chapter one before we, uh, you know, go on. And we're buying an NFT every day for a year. And I want to do a little bit of a throwback um, all the way back to what we minted number 77. Yes, my friends, all the way back on July 27th. I know some people didn't even know what the word NFT was back in July 27th. Uh, and you might be better off for it because there was, it was a little bit of a wild times. But I actually found a tweet where back then, um, way back when, uh, I was actually sharing out publicly like the three or four projects that I was considering to mint on each day. And on the day that we minted this project, back on January 27th, it was a, like a week before the Super Bowl. Uh, I, remember, I remember it pretty clearly. Um, I was comparing a couple projects and I really loved um, this women-led project that had an artist, like she tweeted out this video of her uh, creating the art. And I remember being just like blown away on how talented um, she was from an artist perspective. And then they had a commitment to growing not only the artist community, but supporting fellow artists in the same kind of genre of art. And, you know, a lot of projects during these times, right, that I, I mean, we've mentioned this a lot on the podcast, a lot of projects during these times have not done a great job of continuing to build or continuing to give their community a reason uh, to care. And the reason I wanted to give uh, Sacred Skulls a, a shout out and highlight that we minted them, you know, way back when, well, first of all, it makes me feel good that when we have great projects like this that are still um, alive and still doing some great things, but they actually just launched something called Skulls Fest. 
um, and they're calling the Skulls of Web3 Unite. Uh, and they're doing a, a massive Twitter space collaboration with 10 other NFT projects. Now, they didn't pay for the promo. I'm not part of this Skulls uh, Fest, but the reason I'm highlighting it is right now is a great time for projects and people and this community to find like your tribe, co-create, co, you know, collaborate, bring these worlds together. And and I will say like the reason that, you know, uh, Sacred Skulls was actually brought back onto my radar was actually thanks to Crypto Tech Women. Crypto Tech Women put together a uh, an amazing Twitter space this past Sunday and they involved me on it. And one of the uh, you know, one of the team members from Sacred Skulls was there. Um, just a great, you know, community of conversation around marketing and web3. But it also turned me back on to Skulls uh, Fest. And the cool thing is we have Gigi, uh, the founder and uh, artist behind uh, Crypto Tech Woman, uh, coming up on the, on the podcast very soon. And that's kind of how this world works, right? I was invited on a Twitter space for them. It reminded me of a project that we bought back in January. I was able to tap back in with that team and recognize that they're doing some really cool things still today. And that's what this space is all about. You don't have to be, you know, spending all your marketing dollars or, um, you know, dropping, you know, derivative projects or, you know, giving away tons of ETH to actually keep your, your project relative during these times. It's about, you know, like collaboration, community, giving people access. So shout out to sacred underscore skulls on Twitter. Definitely check out skulls fest 1 PM Eastern time, uh, August 16th. If you're listening to this after August 16th, yeah, just give them a check out. They are number 77, uh, in our collection. And the last thing I just want to mention, uh, we are doing a virtual masterclass series. Uh, for those that are interested, we're doing a Web3 virtual masterclass series. There's going to be uh, one in August, two in September that you can sign up for. The one in August is all around security and keeping yourself safe. So it's about security from you know, what NFT projects and smart contracts need to think about for security, but also security from how do, like, do we protect ourselves uh, with multiple wallets and in that scenario. Uh, if you want to check them out, you can check them out uh, on our website. You can also jump in our Discord. Uh, we do have a promo code uh, for anyone that is interested in that. We will put the promo code uh, in the show notes below uh, if you want to jump in and take advantage of that. The first one is on security. The second one is on Twitter. And the third one is about that Web 2 to Web 3 digital transformation, which uh, you're definitely going to be hearing more uh, from me on. All right, so that's enough of me promoing uh, what we have going on. Now let's talk promoing or promotions, right? And you know, I said in a past episode, and I, and I got some people on Twitter to kind of push back a little bit, I said that nobody wants to be sold to or marketed at. And the truth is, I don't really back down from that statement. I actually do believe that you know, it's the, the case. Now, do we want to be presented things that we need in an easy way for us to buy them? Hell yes. I mean, the amount of things I buy off of Instagram ads is kind of ridiculous. Like I can tell you, uh, the hat that I wore on yesterday's podcast episode, I was just browsing Instagram and it came up my feed. I was like, I want that. Right. And it was like two clicks and I purchased it. I didn't even have to leave Instagram. So the idea of like, you know, we don't want to be sold or marketed to doesn't factor in really the idea of like, we want to be presented information or products or services that solve our, our problem. But here's the magic. And this is the magic that I think the theme of this episode, anyone can promote in real time, right? Like, which means anyone can push out promos and, and giveaways on Twitter, but, or, you know, Instagram or whatever those type of promos are, but promoting at the right time in real time to the right audience 
is I believe the magic and I believe that's where most are missing the mark. And what I mean by missing the mark is that if you are you know, collaborating with someone or hiring an influencer to promo your project, what you need to ask yourself is how much trust does that person have with their audience and what are the behaviors or the type of projects that their audience um, values? Because there's a big difference between promoing something to achieve a vanity goal versus promoing something to reach an audience that you don't that you want to shrink the amount of time it takes to build trust. So this is how I think of promos in my in my view, right? Now, you know, a lot of the promotional things that people are doing right now, it's like follow these two accounts and then retweet it and tag a couple of your friends. Now, I know for some people that seems like very um, over the top and you don't want to do it, but there has to be some ways that it's not botted. And there also has to be some kind of ways for people to, you know, you don't want to just give away something just for giving it away sake, right? There's a reason that you're, you're teaming up with that person or there's a reason that you're, you're giving away a slot or whatever that may be. And I think it's very important to not over, like make the requirements like ridiculously difficult. But I do think you need a barrier to entry because you do want to like pre-qualify people. One of the things that I will tell you that, you know, I really like, and, and we haven't seen much of this done yet, is I actually like people applying to get on an allow list or applying to get like early access or applying to get a discounted rate based on how much they value um, that specific project. And you might be like, well, why, how does that con- you know, connect to the promo conversation? Well, the promo conversation comes down to you don't have to just promo the fact that the mint date's coming or promo a free whitelist spot or promo a giveaway NFT. You can promo unique you know, ways that your project's doing something different. And this is where I think the NFT space has got it wrong. I think majority of promotions that are paid for or not even paid for, right, are done from the place of, we need to sell out, please promote that our mint is live. But I'm going to ask you something. The people that jump into a project without DYODR, right, without doing their own damn research, for the most part, people are going to jump into projects in that manner because the person that's promoting it is trusted and they can believe they can get in and make some money on it or because it's a free project and they don't have to do any research. Like I am guilty of that. I know some of you probably are guilty as well. When someone tells me, Brian, this is a great project and it's minting for free. There's not a chance that I do the same amount of research that I do for a project that even is at 0.03, let alone 0.08 or 0.1 Ethereum, right? Or, you know, whatever you could do five of Solana. And so that's a very important um, component here. The other question I have is that if you are promoting something and the requirement is to join your Discord, your Discord needs to have something when they arrive that gets them to stay there beyond the promo. Like, I mean, we've all done it. We have to admit it. I've, I've, I've participated in promos that as soon as the qualification was done and they're like, thank you, I go back and undo the things that I was asked to do, right? I, I leave the server and I unfollow the Twitter account because I didn't think they have value, but I wanted a chance to win whatever it was that it wins. So the, the, the way that we have to rethink about this is if I'm going to send someone to somewhere or I'm going to ask them to do something, we need to build on top of that. And I think that is one of the hardest things. I'm guilty of it as well. I think, you know, it's, it's a little bit beyond just strategic marketing, right? Like I look at great marketers as those that get people to a place for great salespeople to close them. 
And in many cases, we, we can even set up a great promo. But if we're not closing them, and when I say closing, it doesn't mean having to get them to execute on a sale. But if we're not building them and like hooking them in, we're actually wasting that promo. And so I think we're going to see more promos that are going to involve podcasts, more promos that are going to involve YouTube videos. Like imagine this, right? Rather than promoting someone to follow your Twitter account, which I don't even know what the percentage of tweets are that we see. I don't even know what that is. Maybe 15% of the tweets that we're following we see. But imagine if you're saying, you know, the promo is for them to, um, you know, subscribe to your YouTube channel and comment on your most recent video. Well, now you're getting them to subscribe there. Well, whatever video you launch next is going to, there's going to be an email that's pushed out to everyone that's a new subscriber. That email, that video that is next should build on the type of audience that you just promoted onto your YouTube channel, right? You see how we're building that up? What I see done wrong most of the time is that there is a promo to get me to join the Discord and yet the Discord is just running like it's normally running and I feel like out of touch. Like imagine if the promo was to get new people into your Discord and then the first thing they see on there is here's your new guide to understanding Discord for us and the entry point to our project, right? Like, so you're giving them, like, you're telling them, hey, new people, go into Discord. And then when they get there, you're like, hey, new people, we're going to help you here. And at the end, we're going to say, hey, rest of the community, welcome these new people that have gone through this process. Well, now all of a sudden, you've welcomed me into a community that's already established and that promo feels like it was worth it. I'm not going to go back and, and leave the server or un, uh, unsubscribe. And, and the reason this is like so important and so valuable is that there is a ton of fake promos going on. Like, well, you know, when we ask the question, like, how do some of these accounts get 100,000 followers on them when they're spam accounts or they're um, you know, putting out uh, you know, bad links? Do you know how they do that? They make claims like, I just sold this board ape for $170 million. I'm going to give away 10 ETH to every single person, to one person that retweets and follows this account. Well, what happens? 4,000 people follow that account and retweet it, right? They delete that tweet in a week or two. Nobody even remembers why they followed that account. And now that Twitter account has a massive following. They can now sell that Twitter account to some bot farm. And now that Twitter account's been bought up. So like the question then becomes, if that's what, how the, the, the bad people, we can just call them bad people, how the scammers are using promos, how can we stand out? Well, one of the other ways of doing this is being transparent and making your promo giveaways not overly long or too elaborate. Like, I think one of the things you have to think about is if someone signs up for a promo, they should also feel as though they're going to understand who wins it and when. And maybe that's up to you, right? Maybe it's like, turn on notifications for this Twitter account for the next 24 hours. The winner will be tweeted out in the next 24 hours, right? Like, so now we're giving them not only a reason to subscribe, but now we're asking them to turn on notifications. Now, if we tone our notifications and we tweet 40 times before we announce that winner, we've done more of a harm than we have good. It's why I never liked promos, for the most part, in Web 2 that were sign up for an email newsletter. Because most people were then inundated with email newsletter, and you know what would happen? We've all been there, right? We, we look at that email, we're like, 
how the hell did I sign? How did I end up on this newsletter? Like, I, there's no way I signed up for it. Well, what happened was you probably signed up for it for some promo that you never even knew who the winner was and that they didn't send out an email for another month. And all of a sudden they think because you're on it that it's worthwhile. And you know what I do with those? I hit unsubscribe and block. So when someone tells me, Brian, well, the worst case of scenario, if someone signs up for an email subscriber and then we, we spam them, they just unsubscribe. Wrong. The worst case scenario is if we do a promo badly or we waste people's time or we don't capture their, you know, value their attention, they will unsubscribe and block us and we will lose them from getting in their feed ever again. And, and, and it's just the truth, right? So I think promotions versus partnerships, right? I think a partnership is something longer term, right? Promo is more of a short, shorter term win, something that we're you know, kind of adding to that. But I also think something that we have to recognize is that if you are promoting a project or if you're listening to someone that promotes a project, we have to do a little bit of research on that person. Like in, in a weird way, if you research the hell out of, out of a person that does promos, you probably have to do less research on what they're promoing. Because if you trust them to not take every project that exists or not promote every single thing or not do five promos a day because you went and did their research and you understand who they are and what they value and the type of projects that they align with, well, it kind of shortcuts the system. The last thing I want to say about promos is that they're not going away anytime soon. I heard people talking about this uh, on Twitter the other day. They're like, well, you know, these influencer promos are going to go away. Wrong, wrong. Because guess what? We're going to have new people coming to this space for the next three years, and it's going to be a slow drip. We're not going, mass adoption is not happening. I like focusing on growth adoption, which means how do we get the people that are in here right now to help us grow by getting their friends and their family and, and people in their Web2 communities to join? The thing about that, though, is for all the new blood that comes into this space is new opportunity for spammers and promos to get in front of them. So what I think we need to do is we need to, we need to work on setting the culture on what great promos are and celebrating those and resetting the bar. The other part of this is transparency, right? If we don't know why someone is promoting something or what they're getting in return, that, I mean, it's, it's not only is it against, you know, FCC guidelines, but it is something that in my opinion ruins credibility. Like Jake Paul promoted that one project. It was two months ago we found out he was he was he was uh, received $147,000 in eth to promote that one tweet and guess what he didn't even disclose on that tweet that he was paid or there was a financial agreement or it was a promo now one could argue it's kind of on brand for Jake Paul and I, and I like the Paul brothers I like they they know how to capture attention it's kind of like you know for my generation it's kind of like jackass in a way like they know what they're doing they know who they are they know who their audience is but I think for the majority of other people that are out there, and, and I will tell you, here's the truth. If you ever see me supporting another influencer, which I do fairly often, I, I am watching their wallet when the projects that they're minting. So if they're talking about a project, any project, right? And I see them promoting it. I add their wallet that if I, you know, and for the most part, I know where most of their wallets are. I could find their .eth address. And I watch to see how many they mint or how many they're airdropped or how they support that project. Because that for me is my due diligence because I'm not going to support, I'm not going to amplify, I'm not going to celebrate 
anyone or any person on my channels and my alignment with my brand unless I do my research on them. Like I, I take so much pride and care into who we talk about here on the podcast. Like I don't want to lead, like I can't guarantee anything. And of course, this is not financial advice and I do preach doing your own damn research. But at the same time, I, I, it, it, it pains me if someone that I talk about or promote or I celebrate or I'm sharing a story about a, a person or a project or another podcast, and if they aren't who they say they are and that is determined, that bothers me. But here's the truth. It also doesn't bother me to the sense of I know at the time I did my research that I did my very best. And I hope you know, for you, the audience, you, you understand that and respect that. But here's the truth. There are a lot of people in my position that don't do that. And they've got away with it for years, years upon years. They've got away with the fact that they don't spend much time researching the people that they're aligned with. And then whenever they're, those people screw them over, they just spread FUD and they bury them and they, they try to publicly shame them because they, that, they think that makes them look better. You won't see me doing that. Because guess what? I, I, I live and learn and I recognize that some people are, are bad people. Some people can trick people and some people change. But I also am very you know, confident in the due diligence that I do. And so for anyone that is creating a project, ask the people that you're, if, if you're going to, before you pay someone to promote your project, before you, um, you know, go into one of those agreements, ask them like, what other projects do you promote? And what is their, their um, you know, their, what is their criteria that they judge against? I will tell you, I turn down 99% of the promos that are, are, are presented to me. Now, I don't turn down 100% because I should be getting money. And award. if you want access to an audience that trusts me, I should be able to monetize that. I, I, I don't take any shame in that. But I will tell you that if I'm going to, I'm going to do my research and make sure that they're aligned. And I also take pride and sometimes it's a great project with a great promo, but I don't think my audience is going to care about it. And if it's not mutually beneficial, if I can't help them accomplish their goal, I'm also not going to sign up for it. And so if you're going to hire an influencer or talk to a partner or a Twitter space host, find out who they turn down. Because if they don't turn down anyone, my guess is they're not, they're not doing enough due diligence and they're probably not right for your brand or your project to align with. Lastly, you know, of course, I did mention, you know, we do have a sponsor of the podcast, Crypto Business Conference. Uh, you can check them out at socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. Lots of great things happening at the event. I know that the speaker lineup is being finalized right now. So if you want to jump over there just to check out some of the speakers, uh, a great lineup uh, of really talented people uh, to help us on all aspects of the Web3 space, right? It is, uh, you know, it is a wide gamut. Uh, and the beauty of it is a single track event. It is also an event that has you know, a networking lounge set up for you there uh, at the San Diego uh, Convention Center. And I'm going to be there with our team. Uh, beyond excited to you know get to know some of you a little bit better. Maybe do some handshakes and hugs with some people that I uh, I haven't been able to meet yet. But hopefully I will see you there um, in San Diego uh, in October. Lastly, I want to leave you with this. You know, in this in this kind of like Web three early adoption phase, it's very easy for us to argue or to disagree on how certain terms or things are presented, right? I know there's a lot of people that argue about what's the difference between marketing and PR? Or what is the difference between marketing and branding? 
And I understand there are nuances between these things. But I think the real what comes down to it is let's actually start focusing on what are the problems and the solutions. Like, I don't care if it's marketing or branding or PR. If I have this problem and one of them solve it and I have a solution, that's what we need to focus on. And the place that I still think that, that goes wrong here, and you know, I know some of you listening to this, you know, if you've if you've called me up and you wanted to sponsor or you wanted me to advise on your project, you know, you'll hear me say, What does success look like for you? And then what does success look like for you partnering with us or you bringing me on board as an advisor? And if you don't have a clear definition of what success looks like, how are we ever going to determine or make sure that this partnership or this you know, promo agreement is aligned and that we are both going to feel like we are you know, accomplishing the goals? Now, I will tell you the flip side of that is I don't play very well in you know, exact roles. I know my audience better than every brand and every marketer does. And you, they know their brand better than I do. Therefore, we should be able to meet in the middle if we have a clear definition of success and each of us should be able to define goals and then let each other go make it work, right? If, if you tell me the goals of what we're able to achieve, you don't need to tell me how many tweets I need to send out. You don't need to tell me what are the things that I need to do. I can tell you this. If I know the goals, I will make sure to accomplish those goals and I will craft the messages, the videos, the tweets, the graphics to make all of that happen. Now, that's not the case for all creators. Some creators um, just want to do what the brands tell them. But I would also argue that's a very Web2 stance of doing it. If you are a creator, if you are someone that is willing to promo something, you know what works better than everyone else. And if you don't, go reverse engineer things that worked. Right? Like, What was your most successful tweet? What was the link that was clicked on the most? What, are the, what is your target demographic? Right? I can tell you we have 61% of the audience that listens to this podcast in the United States. Right? We have 7% in the UK. I know that we have 6% in Canada. We also have 6% in Australia that are listening to this, this podcast. I know my demographics. I know my target audience. I know which ep- which podcast episodes um, work the best. Which ones have yet to you know kind of grab on. And those are all things that make me better at defining success and mapping out the goals for who I work with. The magic is really there. And at the end of the day, I will I will say it again. I will say it over and over again. There is no brand. There is no project. There is no amount of money that could be thrown my way for me to do a promo that would jeopardize the trust and the, the, the really connection that I have with my audience. Because the truth is, it takes a long time to build up trust, and it takes one bad promo, one bad partnership to ruin that trust forever. I take that into massive account, and I hope everyone else does as well. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, the show is not financial.